This is the old trailblazer coming out at this time with another message from God's Word. And this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendorvis. I'm glad to be with you folks. Most of you know the old trailblazer is coming down to the evening shadows of life. It always reminds me, maybe you're doing the same thing. Would you make sure that you uh, leave your estate or your property? Don't leave it to some ungodly relative or something to spin and splurge on wine, women, and song. Leave it here to old Trailblazer Broadcast, Radio Mission. It'll all go, every nickel of it, every penny of it, will go to getting out the gospel. I guarantee you that. We've had several people do that, uh, small estates and large estates. So the Lord knows how to do it. But we bring you this study now on the Antichrist, the soon coming of the Antichrist, and uh, looking at his credentials, his authority. And we saw in our last study there, I want us to start off our message this morning, or, or tonight, this time, to turn to our text, which we've been using, Second Thessalonians 2.8. Then shall that wicked one, the Antichrist, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now that's uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 and 9. May the Lord pound that text into our hearts this morning, yours and mine. Let's notice that ninth verse again. Whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now, let's go back and read that again. Whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. In our last study, we took up the power of Satan because Satan will give his power to the Antichrist. And if we and listen, if we know what power Satan has now, we will be know what power the Antichrist will have when he comes. And listen now, in our study today, let's not, uh, let's not, let's, 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 let's go back now. Let's notice, <clears throat> let's notice what power the Antichrist will have when he comes. For our study today, let's notice that. <clears throat> let's keep this clearly in mind that Satan moves in the realm of religion, in the realm of the spiritual. Satan is a great spiritual personality. Satan controls the mind and will of every unsaved individual. Then he works in and through the mind of that individual. Now you get this, my friend. Get this truth. The spirit, the spirit of man, is sealed. Is sealed to Satan. Only the Holy Spirit can open the heart or spirit of man, because God said, "I, the Lord God, try the reins of the heart." But Satan works in the realm of the mind, and thereby deceives individuals. Someday we're going to give you a study on, on, this, on those things to a deeper, deeper meaning, maybe if we can get, get it, Lord gives us a chance. Do you know there's being instituted today in our seminaries and Bible school courses in psychiatry? Did you know that? Listen, that's the science of the mind, the study of the mind and nerves, and they work together how that a movement of Satan to be put in uh, seminaries and colleges and Bible school, courses in psychiatry. Yes, that's a movement of Satan 
to relegate Christ out of completely. God, by the Holy Spirit, convicts a sinner, not by the mind, not in his mind, but in the heart. If the heart is right, then the mind is right. Now, my brother, my brother and my sister, there is a great, this is a great study. We may go into it someday. I would, I'd like to know if you're interested in that kind of stuff, interested in me doing that. You know I'm not very smart. I mentioned to you before, we just completed that study on the faith healing, true and false. If you like, we got those messages on CD. You call me, I'll quote you a price on the whole set. Very, very inexpensive. Let's study some of the spiritual manifestations of Satan at this time and thus learn how the Antichrist will work when he comes on the scene. Because Isn't that interesting, though, my friend, if we can, we can see that coming? Maybe folks are afraid to do that, but let's not. Let's not do it. Let's, let's uh, learn how the Antichrist will work when he comes because his coming will be after the working of Satan with all signs. Let me call your attention to that word after whose coming is after the working of Satan. The word after means conformity, likeness to it, or counterpart. In other words, the working of the Antichrist will be like his father, Satan. The work of the Antichrist will conform to the work of Satan, just like the work of Christ conformed to the will of his father. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ depend upon the Father for everything, the Antichrist will depend upon Satan for everything that he does and has. His working will be like the work of his father, O Satan. Now, what are the signs or spiritual manifestation of Satan today? Uh, listen, the word sign means that which distinguishes a person or a thing from another person or thing. Or a sign is a token that serves to express or represent another thing. For instance, listen, the Lord gave Noah the rainbow. It was a sign or a token of his covenant. Genesis 9, 12 through 13. Then when God gave Abraham circumcision, it was a sign and a seal of the covenant that he had made with him and his posterity. Genesis 17, 11 and Romans 4, 7, 4, 11. Now, what are the signs? What, listen, listen, what are some of the signs or tokens or spiritual manifestation of Satan that we encounter today. Let's look at that for just a moment. Christ ran into this constantly with the unsaved religiously of his day. One day, Matthew 12, 38, let's, let's read it. A group of scribes and Pharisees asked the Lord Jesus for a sign because unsaved religionists live and move and rely almost completely upon signs or spiritual manifestation. Now that's true, my friend, whether you believe it or not. And the Lord Jesus answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there and there shall be no sign to be given it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. As for Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Then another time the Lord Jesus confronted that same crowd of hypocrites, and he said, O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. That's Matthew 16, 3. 
One day, listen now, one day a man came to the Lord and said, I want you to come with me and heal my son. And Jesus looked at him and said, You will not believe except you see signs and wonders, will you? That man thought that Christ could not heal his son unless he went and touched him or something. They are looking for a sign all all for a generation. Unsaved and religionists of all types and desires, and they desire a sign. They're like they're looking this morning. Listen, they're looking for signs. They magnify signs or spiritual manifestation, brother. You listen to me this morning. I'm going right down the line, right down the line. Thus saith the Lord. In the day of the Lord Jesus, uh, the group of Pharisees and Sadducees are unsaved Jews. That's what they were. They would not believe the Lord Jesus Christ. They would not take him at his word. He came up with he came with his credentials, but they wouldn't have him. They were certainly trying to tempt him to give them a sign from heaven. Satan, when tempting the Lord Jesus, tried to get him to to turn stones into bread as a spiritual manifestation and the proof that he was the son of God. Then Satan took him up on the pinnacle of the temple and asked him to throw himself down in the midst of the people, saying, if he would, they would acclaim him at once as the son of God and as their king. Christ, knowing the hearts of those devils, that they are always desirous of something tangible to put their faith in, instead of that, Naked word of God, would you would listen? Would not give them a sign. He wouldn't give them a sign. Then in First Corinthians, First Corinthians one twenty two and twenty three, we find these words. First Corinthians one twenty two, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, and the Jews as Jews as stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But but now unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. We find here the Jews require a sign. The word Jew stands for the unsaved religionist. You see, my friend, the unsaved church member, whether he is in your church or mine, does not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, he knows nothing about the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He thinks he's saved. Many of those folks, maybe you included, believe they're saved, yet they know nothing about God's leadership. They don't know how to get uh, God's leadership because they're, knowing, they're not knowing him. They do not recognize the voice of leadership. They will pray as they did, as they do not know the leadership. They must have something tangible to look to for assurance that God is leading. Therefore, Satan... St- steps in and manifests himself to them, and they take his manifestations for divine leadership. Now, let's look at our text again. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 and 10. Whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Notice it says here that Satan receives the unrighteousness with signs because they will not receive the love of truth that they might be saved. Are you in that condition today, my friend? Are you saved? Are you are you trusting the Lord? Is Christ your only hope? I ask folks, what is their hope? They tell me sometimes their 401k and their bank account and all those things. You'd be surprised what you hear. But let me stop right here before we go any further. 
And let's see what Christ meant when he said he would not give that wicked and adulterous generation the sign, except, now listen, except the sign of Jonah. We all know the story of Jonah, don't we? Now, what is the sign of Jonah? Christ said, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Christ was telling this group of unsaved devils that the only sign he would give them would be the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord himself. On the cross, listen now, on the cross, Christ died for our sins, paid our sin debt in full. I like that statement. Christ paid our sin debt in full. Up here in our chapel, right over the, over the pulpit up on the wall, we have a sign that Pastor Shelton had made in New Orleans. There's a plaque up there with some something on it, but he had it raced off and had a sign painted to paint it. Christ died for me. And he went over there to the office after he got through painting. It long, had to have a long ladder to get up there. Went over to the office and said, Okay, Trailblazer, okay, Pastor Shelton, I, I got your sign painted. So he said, Well, let's go look at it. So they walked over there. And he said, No, Joe, you didn't paint what I told you. He said, Give me that piece of paper, that script. What does it say, Joe? It says Christ died for me. Well, you wrote Christ died for us. Got to get your ladder, Joe, and get up there and change it. So when we moved from New Orleans after Katrina, the sign went down there. was made out of chalk. The wall was chalk. And we had a painter make that sign again. Up above my pulpit is that gracious sign, Christ died for me. That's my motto. But we haven't run out of time, folks, just so quickly. Remember, my mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And this, uh, my, my telephone number, air code 225-664-8658. You see how Satan badgers me, folks. Got to work, can't even speak. Well, I can't speak too well anyhow. But my telephone number, my, my email, I'll give you my email number. Don't you like to get emailed? I do. Pastor at Radio Mission, P-A-S-T-O-R at Radio Missions dot O-R-G.